Welcome to Spiritual Changemakers, the podcast that guides you through tough times with practical tools and inspiring stories. I'm Andrea Thomas, your host and the Sacred Transitions Coach. Join us as we hear from spiritual changemakers who have connected with their higher power and overcame adversity. Whether you are navigating a difficult transition or seeking to deepen your spiritual practice, our podcast provides guidance to help you find magic in the change. Come on this journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and transformation with us and unlock your potential to become your best self. Welcome back to a new episode. Today, we are going to have an amazing new guest. And I know this beautiful woman for, we were just talking for over two years now, and I'm so excited to hear more about her journey and her transformation and how she's going to actually share with you such a powerful tool on how you can transform your life, how you can really shift your state of being because I know I have done a few different breath works and the one that she's going to bring on with us today, it's, it's something else. It's something different. She lives in Phoenix and we have met over two years ago in a group coaching program. Yes. Welcome, Cassie. Hi. We've been so happy to have you today with us on the new episode of Spiritual Change Makers. And I would love to give you the opportunity for you to introduce yourself uh, because you are the one that can do it the best. So tell us a little bit about what is exactly that you do today in the world. How do you impact the world with your beautiful gifts? Thank you for having me. I, my name is Casey. I am a somatic breathwork practitioner. I am an event facilitator. I'm a conscious entrepreneur. And I really have been transitioning into serving people through the modality, through the vehicle of breathwork. Yes. And how long ago that started, Casey? Because we've met as we were just uh, catching up before this life. Oh, we've met over two years ago. And you are doing something totally different than what you are doing right now. And I would love to share a little bit about that transition from working within a, a coaching program with a coach helping on the operation mm-hmm. and so on to now being a breathwork facilitator. How that happened and what propelled you towards that change? Oh, I love that question because as you said, like working on the operations and like behind the scenes. That really was my role for most of my life. I was always in like executive roles, but it was really more behind the scenes, like planning the event for the owners or the CEOs and just building other people's communities and yeah, really just staying behind the scenes. But I always wanted to be on the forefront because (laughs) personal development has always been a huge part of my life, leadership. I mean, give me a mic and I can talk forever. And I really had that calling deep, deep down in me for a long time. And so when you and I met, I was supporting an incredible company who was really changing the world. I mean, it was a business coaching container, but we know how much deeper it was. So that really fueled that part of me, being able to support people with growth and transformation And at that time, I personally practiced breathwork, so I knew how potent it was, but it wasn't until 
I transitioned out of that company when I decided to get certified in breath work and see if I would enjoy facilitating it. And of course, I loved it because that was like always in me, right? It's always in my spirit to lead and to serve. And being able to do it through something that I personally practiced and loved was like so amazing to feel. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm sure you are absolutely amazing at it because we have met in person as well, not only online. And your presence, you know, it's so gentle. And because of that, I know you can hold that beautiful, sacred, safe space for people because it is required for us to have uh, a gentle presence, especially with the type of work that you are doing, the breath work, which we're gonna explain more to the audience what exactly it is and how it can help you to, because you are, you're helping people to release trauma through breath work, if I am right, if you're gonna correct me in case I'm not. But before we really go deeper into the subject of, of this, breath work which you guys if you're gonna start doing it it's gonna transform your life i love asking my guests what what does spirituality means for you mm. for me it's just having a connection to something greater than myself and a connection to myself because i truly feel that connection to something greater really is us it really is deep down. We know the answers. Our body knows the answers. Our heart knows the answers. And having just a deep connection to self and something greater. Beautiful. Thank you for the explanation for your point of view on this. Because uh, I just love giving people all these different perspectives on, uh, on spirituality. Because for me, spirituality has been such a big catapult such a big transformation in order for me to do everything I'm doing these days I don't think I would have been able to uh, achieve not even a quarter if I wouldn't have had the spirituality in a in a background in the forefront and everything everywhere around me huh? so thank you for that Casey so tell us I'm really curious like you was it that you decided to resign from the company when you're like okay i'm gonna go do a breathwork facilitator training did you reside it or you the company just didn't need you anymore how did you get to that place of making that decision and that step yeah so it was as if by choice the company just dissolved and took a different direction so technically i was let go and that was such a pivotal moment in my life because all of the mindset work, everything I was doing up until that point, I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel concerned. I did for a minute, you know, that initial like panic. But after I slept on it, I was like, the world is my oyster. I have so many opportunities. I had, as you know, had so many, like a new skill set underneath my belt with everything that we were learning and teaching inside the program. And I just felt like I can do anything mm -hmm. at this point. And it was so interesting because I can't even really remember how I stumbled across the practitioner training. I was on my computer and I probably got served an ad. You know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I love rough work. I, I felt it within myself. 
I'm, I'm curious if I would enjoy facilitating it. So I went in with the mindset of just curiosity, <laughs> no intention to like, I'm going to do this. And then this is what I'm going to do with my life. That was not the case. I actually went in because I wanted to deepen my practice and then just see how I would feel facilitating. And it was a four day in-person session and we did lots of breath work ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I remember during the first session we did as a group, it was like such a joyful experience. It's not always bad and clearing and so aggressive. It can be really sweet as well. So I had a really sweet experience the first time and I was able to see myself doing this. I was able to see myself finally taking a chance on myself and like no longer shoving my greatness down. And so when I was able to see it and not only see it, but feel it on an elevated level, what life could look like, I was just so happy and so excited and knew I was on the right path. Again, I didn't know if it was going to be with breath work, but I knew I was on the right path. And then the next day we did another session and it was like polar opposite. It was like... It was like uncontrollable sobbing and just clearing from depths of my soul. Just what we like to call in the world, in, in our world, a somatic release. It's an uncontrollable, cathartic relief, emotional relief. So you don't have any control over your body, over your emotion. It's just pouring out. And I felt that. And it was uncomfortable, but it felt good at the same time. You know, it's like nothing beats a good cry. You're like, oh, I needed that. <laughs> and so I felt like that first session showed me what was possible. And the second session cleared all the shit that needed to leave. So I could really step into this newer version of myself. And when I felt how powerful that somatic release was, I was like, okay, this is it people need to experience this because where did that even come from? If that was buried in my body, in my soul, in my heart for God knows how long, so many of us are walking around with that pent up sadness, anger. And I was just knew people had to experience this. Mm, so beautiful. And I'm very curious to hear because you are specifically doing somatic breath work and i would like for us to tell the audience what does somatic breath work means what's and what's the difference because there are so many different types of breath work out there mm -hmm. so i this is something i would like for us to go into yes so somatic and a lot of people don't even know what somatic means i didn't know what it meant either <laughs> Somatic means of the body. So our being is made up of two parts. We have our psyche, which is our mindset, and our soma, which is our body. And oftentimes we are operating from our mindset. Mm -hmm. We are problem solving. We are saying positive affirmations. We are trying to outthink our triggers and outsmart our triggers. Okay, I'm over this. I'm going to get over it. I'm going to do it differently this time. And what we found in this healing saga is that there is a somatic piece. And if you think about it this way, when we get bad news, our mind doesn't really comprehend the bad news. We feel it in our body first. Mm -hmm. You know what? If you get a phone call that 
devastating news or, you know, you see someone homeless on the street and you're like, oh my God, my stomach, my heart hurts. We feel it first. And then we start to conceptualize what just happened. We start to digest and go into problem solving mode. No, if we think about it that way, we need to address things on a somatic level, on a physiological level. And mindset work is great. Don't get me wrong. It has taken me so far in my healing. I'm sure it's taken everyone super far in their healing. But if there's still those triggers that you feel in your body, if you still get heated, we all do. When we hear someone's name or someone's voice or that topic, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to freak out. <laughs> We need to address the things on a physiological level. And somatic breathwork allows us to do that. It bypasses the thinking mind and goes straight into the soma and starts to clear out anything that's trapped in your tissues, in your body, in your cells. Thank you. That's great explanation. I think all of us understand right now exactly what somatic breathwork is. And what I hear you say, it's really the, the importance of addressing the distorted emotions and the traumas that we, we find within our body. And I know I've shared this before with the audience that after my, my partner transitioned on the other side, I was addressing everything except my body. And I didn't realize the importance of it until I just had a regular massage. That's all I had, a regular massage. And I thought I'm going to die on that massage table because I was holding so much pain and so much grief within my whole body that every single touch was hurting. And I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot to address my body. Mm -hmm. And the, the strongest experience I've had throughout my whole life, it was through a somatic practice which was recently in Bali, I've experienced it. It was called soul massage. And in the soul massage, it's not really a massage. It sounds so nice. Oh, soul massage. That's <laughs> great. Oh, yeah, a soul massage in Bali? That's around that. <laughs> but it's so far from that because it's really that somatic experience where the healer uh, was touching certain points on my back and was asking me to breathe into that point that she was touching. And then she would ask me to release, depends what it was, like release the grief, release the pain, release whatever things from my childhood, whatever was coming through. And oh my God, I literally, in those, it was over two hours, the session one-on-one. -on -one. And in those two hours, I swear that I went to hell and I came back. It was the hardest session I've ever done and the profound experience that I've had. I'm telling everyone, if you're brave enough and you're ready to go super deep, I'm like telling to everyone to 100% go into this session because I know like from that session, from just one session, my life is totally transformed. I'm not going to be the same person anymore. Yeah. So how does it go? Because you said you also, you work with people in person and online. Mm -hmm. So when it's about the somatic 
breath and you are not there with them in person, how do people go about it uh, in the online sessions? So what I love about this is that breath work, it's literally just your breath. Yes, it is really important to have a skilled practitioner there with you, but I'm not doing anything weird to you that's like making this happen. It's quite literally your breath. Mm -hmm. And yes, the hands on touch and the room cueing and the music, like that makes a huge impact. Of course it does. You are not going to have the same experience if you take yourself through a session versus being guided. But the main factor at play is the breath. So when people ask, does a virtual session work? Yeah, it does because you're breathing for 60 minutes. And we have the music going and I'm guiding you through it mm -hmm. and your body can still release. I mean, I had a powerful breathwork session in 10 minutes by myself mm -hmm. when I took myself through a Wim Hof video. Yeah. Like you can have these feelings and do these practices on your own. Yes, the guided longer sessions have their time and their place, but breath work is so potent in small doses on its own. And there's so many free videos on YouTube that you can watch if you just feel like you need to recenter and reground yourself. So to answer your initial question, all you need is an open mind, an open heart, and the ability to stick with a rhythmic breathing pattern. Now that does matter because we take you through different breathing patterns, mainly being in and out through the mouth. And that's what yeah. really gets things going. So if you're not open to breathing heavy like that for an hour, then you may not have such a transformational experience. You'll still clear a lot and have a good session, mm -hmm. but you do want to follow the breathing pattern, of course, because it's very intentional of how that works with the body and how that like wiggles out stagnant energy. But Virtual sessions are amazing. They're different than in-person sessions, just as you felt like having the hands on touch, having someone in your ear, you know, prompting okay. you on how to breathe and what to release that definitely accelerates the experience for sure and heightens it. But what I found is that people who do an in-person and then go to virtual, they now can take that experience with them so they know what's possible and it enhances the virtual session a little bit more. That's awesome. And I've experienced both. I've also had the, the online experience where I've done, I think, an hour or an hour and a half of work guided. I was in a group program that was guiding us. It was in one-on-one. -on -one. And the realms that I went into... <laughs> Well, I really stick with it because as right. you said, it's very important to be able to push through the blockage of your mindset because your mind is going to tell you it's too hard. We cannot do it. Just give up. You know, it's not worth it. It's going to try to find all these reasons on why you should give up because it's too hard. Yeah. But once you pass through that, if you go to this other state, to this other realm, other universe, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you really feel high. Like I literally felt high. It's in the breath holds. I'm sure you did breath holds. That's where you feel super, super high because your body is flooded with oxygen and you're just so clear. At that point, your body is tingling. You feel so good that you never want to let go of the breath. I'm going to stay here forever. It's so good. Yeah. And 
I know for me, because I was my whole life very into my masculine, very into my mind, you know, overthinking and all these things, doing and trying practices like this, the breath work and all kinds of different healing modalities and somatic modalities that help me get out of, of my mind into my body have been crucial to create a connection with the body because I think the majority of people, we don't, we just don't learn how to create the connection with the body, how to be in touch with the body, how to listen to your body. And our body always communicates. It's always going to tell us what is going on, what it needs, what we need to learn to listen because it has a specific language for each and every one of us. And I feel like this is another point of what the breath does. It gets you in touch with your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is such a great way to come back to yourself, especially if you're someone who struggles with anxiety or panic attacks. That is something that I really struggled with for a long time. I went the majority of my life not having that problem at all. And then I started to experience it really badly. And that's why I went into breath work in the first place. I was like desperate for relief. And what I learned was that I was so disconnected. And every time I was experiencing anxiety or panic, I was trying to escape my body. Like my mind was like, get out of here, get out of here. But you have nowhere to go. And what breath work allows you to do is stay grounded in your body and train yourself that it is safe here. We can regulate. We can bring ourselves back down. Escaping, you can't escape. You just can't. And so that's that resistance is even harder. So bringing you back into the body and breath work is powerful because you can change your state rather quickly. You can put yourself into panic simply by breathing in and out through your mouth, or you can bring yourself back down into a regulated state by in through the nose, out through the mouth. You can even feel it in the way that I'm talking after that. Deep breath, things just start to slow down. So um, I would like to give the audience now some examples for them to be able to identify, to be like, is it breath work even for me? Like when do people come and experience breath work and they are like, okay, I'm ready to, to go into this transformative modality. I'm already to challenge myself because it is it is a more challenging modality than others because of the specific way of breathing. So what are some of the the symptoms that people experience, for example, when, when they come and work with you? So I always say most people join a breathwork session because they're in a bad place and mm-hmm. just full transparency. Yeah. It's very rare that someone comes and they're like, Things are wonderful. This is my first <laughs> Sometimes when people are already done a lot of healing work, they're like, sweet, let me try this out and see how it can enhance my life. But that is very far and few between. Most people come because they have experienced severe trauma and they can feel it in their bodies. They are tensed. They are triggered. They are having nightmares. They are having panic attacks. Anxiety is a huge one, not even from trauma, but just general anxiety. I feel like a lot of us are running very anxious right now, just from all of the reasons. And anxiety is a huge one. People who are easily triggered, 
people who are very stressed or overwhelmed. A lot of times people think that this is only for trauma and it's not. If you experience stress, this is for you because our bodies are like a balloon and our, the balloon is our body and stress is air, which is pressure. So if we are constantly filling up our balloons with everyday stress and overwhelm and that phone call and that deadline, there's only so much our body can take before it pops, right? So much air you can put into the balloon before it bursts. And what breathwork allows us to do, whether it's a full 60-minute session or just daily practices, it's X the pressure. So we're lessening the pressure on that balloon. So now we can have room for more air to come in. And now we're becoming more adaptable versus hitting this point where it's, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. And that's another place where people usually come in for breath work. They're at their breaking point. They don't know what it is. It's just an accumulation of everything that's going on in their lives. And they're like, I just need some time to, I don't know what this is. I hear it's powerful. So all I know is I can't go another day with taking on my kids stuff and my husband's stuff and my work. I just can't do it anymore. And they come in desperate for relief. Yeah. And what is it happening with our body when it's filled with that air, with the stress? Yes. And we do not address it. What does it normally happen with our body? So typically when that happens is when we start to experience a lot of dis-ease in our lives, whether that's on a physical level, a mental level, you just feel imbalanced. You don't feel stable and in flow. You're like high strung all the time. You know, when you walk around and you just have so much going on and then your partner's trying to talk to you and you're like, I can't even listen. Like I'm totally in my own world right now or you're in yoga and you're like thinking about everything else you have to do, you're not present. You are not in your body. You're living in your head, as you mentioned, and you're just trying to almost like escape the reality of what's going on. So the easiest way I can explain it is just feeling on edge all of the time. Great. And when someone is brand new, but this, breath work and maybe even like any type of healing modalities you know maybe they're just starting and they're listening for the first time to something like this and they're like wow that sounds really interesting but i don't know where to start and how to start because 60 minutes sounds a lot for someone that's like brand new but let's say on this healing journey mm-hmm. what would be some steps some tools that we can give to the audience so they can ease themselves into this type of work. The first thing, which is like the biggest takeaway, I feel like whenever I explain this to people is be mindful of that, of what we just talked about earlier, about our mindset, our psyche, our soma, our body, and how we feel things before our mind starts to assign meaning. Mm -hmm. That's key here because a lot of people don't even realize that we feel things on an instinctual level first because we're just so used to living in our mind. So step one is to become familiar with any sensations that are in your body, especially when something triggering happens. For me, my email used to be really 
triggering. Whenever I would receive emails from particular people, I would literally gut wrench, feel so sick, and I would tremble when I'm about to open it. That's how embedded that was. But I never really realized why that was happening until I started learning about this work. And so step one would be to start to become familiar with the sensations that you're feeling in your body so that you at least know, okay, what she's saying here actually makes a lot of sense. Two, you can totally start with a gentle breathwork practice. My favorite video is on YouTube. It's the Wim Hof beginner. I think you type in Wim Hof beginners video. It's 11 minutes. I do it every single morning. And that's a really gentle way to ease in to a breathwork practice. Now, it's not an easy practice because if you are not used to breathing deep into your belly for 10 minutes, it's gonna push you. But what I found was it was that 10-minute video that had the most profound effect on me when I first started off. I went to a group session, then I tried the 10-minute video, and it was the 10-minute video that had more of an impact on me than the 60-minute group session. So just, you know, be mindful that it doesn't always have to be like some extreme thing. You actually want to have something sweet and digestible that you can do every day to stay consistent with. So I would recommend definitely trying the 10-minute video. Such a good video. And then, of course, you can always work your way up to a full-on 60-minute session. But I also want to mention that 80% of my classes are first-timers. You don't need to have experience to do a somatic breathwork session. There are so many first-timers in every session. And because we teach you beforehand the breathing technique, we give you such a great intro, you feel fully equipped to go in and have this session. And what's even more amazing is that your body is so incredibly intelligent that after a couple minutes of breathing, you don't even have to like actively do it anymore. It picks up and it knows exactly what to do. That's how smart we are. So if you can get past those couple of minutes, you're golden. And more than, you know, 90% of people are like, that was actually really easy. Yes, it felt like work, but it wasn't hard to do because my body picked up on it rather fast. That's beautiful. Thank you for the steps. As I feel like it's really going to bring it together for those that are interested to start and they don't know exactly where and how. And how long would you say if someone goes into this session, how long does it take for like an average for people, for the mind to be able to surpass that, that blockage, the mindset that feel, oh my God, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. <laughs> it's too hard. How long does it normally take for people to pass, pass that? It's so fast. It is so fast. So for many people, it's under five minutes, like within a couple of minutes, like I can tell when people are in their heads and then we go down, we guide you and help you find your breath and come back to your intention. But I mean, sometimes it's two minutes and the whole room is like in full expression mode. Sometimes the room, because the collective energy really plays off of each other. Sometimes the collective energy, it's taking a little bit longer, but it's definitely no more than eight minutes. That first song, after the first song, people are like completely out of their heads, into their bodies. So it is very fast. Awesome. So it's less than 10 minutes. So 
Now we are telling the audience, if you are interested in doing uh, a 60 minute <laughs> breathwork session, you only have to really go through those 10 minutes. That's going to be hard. And after those 10 minutes, you actually going to be like high. You're going to feel high. You're going to be <laughs> in a different reality. You're going to be into your body and going to experience very profound, transformative uh, experiences and I know you were sharing with with us at the beginning how your first day was blissful and the second day was very deep and this is another thing I would like for us to touch for the audience because I think so many people are afraid of going uh, deep down inside because they are afraid to feel their emotions and to release it so I would like for you to give us some examples on also some of those really blissful moments that people have experienced and how often would you say it happens that some people have the the blissful one and some people have the more, I would say, traumatic release. Yeah. Oh man, that's hard to answer because you it's like a box of chocolates. You literally never know what you're going to get. But what I can tell you is a lot of people are super scared of breath work because they have experienced something very traumatic. They're like, I don't want to revisit this. I can't. It's too painful. And the story that I share with them is that five years ago, when I stepped into the spiritual world, I started with plant medicine before breath work. And I was set on going back to a memory that I had when I was five. I was like, I wasn't scared of it. I was like, let's go back. Let's deal with this. I did not touch that memory for five years. For five years. I said, I, when I intended to do this, to step into this world, I wanted to go back to the memory. I never touched it for five years. So a lot of times people come in scared of going back to a particular memory, but you might not even visit that in a session. You might start opening and peeling back the onion of a whole different experience. Before you even go back to that moment, you're so fearful of trying. And what I can tell you is that when I did visit that memory, finally five years later, in a breathwork session, it wasn't in plant medicine, it was in a breathwork session, I had done so much work in those five years so that I was able to visit that and see it from a really beautiful place that it wasn't triggering. Yes, it was emotional and it was sad, but it wasn't like a breath. It was just like, it is what it is. We're visiting it. We're feeling it. We're changing the narrative around it. We're seeing it from a different perspective. And it, it was a really beautiful experience. So to go back to your initial question, though, it's hard to gauge the ratio because oftentimes in a session, you can feel all of the emotions crying at first, screaming, and then you're like laughing your ass off because you feel so good. And then you're pulled back down into like sobbing and you don't really understand why this is happening. But more times than not, people definitely have joyful experiences, at least a snippet in a session. And some people have like joyful experiences the entire time. That was amazing. I guided someone yesterday through a session and she was like, I came in and was expecting to have another hard one. And the whole time she was like dancing and felt she was like euphoric and it just felt so great. So there are 
moments and sessions that are really beautiful. And in order to feel the high moments, we have to feel the low moments. And breathwork allows us to explore all of those emotions. Yes. And and what I heard you say, Cassie, through through your share is that our mind, our body, and I always like to say our higher self, because we always have our higher self with us. It's not going to take you deeper than you can go. It's not going to take you to the places that your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, it's not prepared for. Because we are fully equipped to keep ourselves safe. Mm-hmm. So if, if we, what I would say, if we go with that trust in a, in a breathwork session that I trust that I will be guided to the deepest point that I am, I'm safe right now to go, then there's yeah. nothing to be afraid of. That is the most beautiful way to put that. It really is true. Our body knows exactly what it needs and what it's ready to release. And so going in with that trust and just knowing that whatever is coming up because it's ready to move through me, how smart is that? Mm. How intelligent and wise is that? So we can just trust that everything is divinely perfect. Mm -hmm. Then we can go in with more of an open heart and more of that almost like safety, almost knowing that your body is never going to harm you. Yes, it can be painful, like your experience was. Like it can definitely hurt and it can definitely feel like a lot of work. But now look how you're moving, how you're feeling, the relief you're feeling. So yes, like it's not going to be always easy, but it's always that gift on the other side. Yeah. And it's also the, I would say, the importance of releasing expectations mm-hmm. on what you think is going to happen within that session. Always. I hear that all of the time. People come in and they say, I'm going to be a mess. I know it. I'm going to be crying. And I'm like, they didn't cry one time. <laughs> yes. And it's also like when we say these things now, oh, I'm coming and I'm going to be a mess and I'm going to cry and but when we are also programming our mind and we are telling our mind, you go in and you act this way. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, you're actually paying, you are taking away from the experience because you're not going to be able to be fully present with what's coming up because you already created like a plan on how things should do. And so release the ex- and this is what I've done when I've done my soul massage. I remember I went there and I saw the, the energy healer and I look at her and I tell her, okay, I'm here and I'm just releasing any expectations and I'm here to surrender and to feel it all. And she looks at me and she's like, you are ready. And I'm like, I don't know exactly for what, but <laughs> you are ready. Yes. And even in that section, you know, it was the most hateful and harder thing that I've done. But it was also laugh in between. I also laughed. And this is where it's, as you were saying, we have to feel the pain to feel the joy. We have to, we have to experience both. And when you are going into a session like this, you might as well just 
have both of them. It's not one or the other. It can be the intertwine of the two. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And sometimes it is one or the other. And it's one or the other on an extreme. (laughs) And that's okay too. Yes. And being okay with whatever comes through. Because it's coming for your own benefit, for your own healing. And just going with that trust and surrender because it's it's the need of controlling because the expectations with the controlling they go hand in hand yes yeah there i mean losing the expectation that's the number one thing you can do because i post a lot of videos of my sessions of people's you know somatic releases and just what a session could look like and people see those videos thinking like that's gonna happen to me and yes it could happen and or it could not happen and something completely different could happen or people see that and they say i don't want to do that because i don't want that to happen to me and it's right the videos are great because it gets people to see you know and feel what this could feel like but it also sets the expectation a lot of the times and so i'm like just because that was her experience that doesn't mean it's going to be yours so come in surrender and just trust yourself and see what could happen mm-hmm. yes. and i will can you give us an overview of the transformations that people have experienced afterwards mm-hmm. what are the ways that you have seen people have transformed themselves and their lives after these type of sessions the biggest thing the most common thing i hear is truly a sense of relief. So when we do our share circle at the end, whoever wants to share can share. You don't have to. And a lot of times people share like, I had been carrying this grief with me for years. Or I guided this 70-year-old man through a session and he had, I know, precious. And by the way, you have to be in great standing health at that age to do a session like this. And he was. (laughs) So he shared that he had memories from conversations he had with his mom when he was 16, 17, 18 years old, and he was really shook by it. I mean, this is a 70-year-old man whose mom has passed at this point, and he was like, I had no idea I was carrying that with me. Like, I saw, like, it was the bird's eye view that I saw the conversation I had and, like, I don't love the way I handled that. And then seeing her respond to the way that I responded, he's, I think I have some forgiveness to do for himself. And so the biggest shifts that I see are, like, these aha moments, but also the relief that is felt. Imagine just staying in a contracted state for so long, clearing it out. And now we have the opening to make a different choice or to process what we had gone through or see things in a different perspective or even better, offer ourselves some forgiveness or other people forgiveness and grace. And so it's like this opening that happens where now we have a clear mind and a clear heart to make a decision to make better aligned decisions mm. so that's how mm-hmm. to look at it yeah mm. thank you thank you for for sharing and for those people that 
they they can where they can find it, Cassie. You are mainly on Instagram. You live in Phoenix. Yeah. You do in person online events. But you do both. So do you also offer group sessions online or it's mainly one-on-one? Right now it's mainly one-on-one sessions. Group sessions may be coming online at some point, but yes, I'm located in Phoenix, Arizona in the United States. I offer monthly group sessions here in Phoenix and virtuals with people all over the world. So no matter where you're tuning in from, if you're curious and interested to try, we can absolutely set something up. And those are on through one-on-one sessions. Beautiful. And I can attest, as I said at the beginning, that Cassie has such a beautiful heart, like very warm uh, energy. And I've always felt your care for what you are doing, no matter what. And I fully trust that in the, in the work you are doing, it really comes from that heart-centered place. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's very important when we go into this type of sessions, when we, we allow ourselves to open our heart pretty much, mm-hmm. to be guided by someone that you feel, you feel that trust. So really be careful, I would say, (laughs) to the people when you choose your practitioner, when you choose, especially if you choose to go in and work with someone, really pay attention and follow your intuition, your guidance on on who you resonate with, because it's also an energetic thing Mm -hmm. with who we resonate with. And what would you tell the people, Cassie, when they go about uh, choosing a practitioner to work with in the breath work? You said that perfectly. It's so important to go in with someone who you trust. And you probably won't meet this person beforehand, right? Because we usually find someone online. And then the first time we meet is in person. So I would really be mindful of their energy energetic imprint that you feel from them through social media, through their website, is you send them a message, how they respond to you, was you ask them a question, how responsive they are. Because I, even like with other services, not even breath work, other stuff, you know, sometimes you send a DM to a company, you're like, hey, I'm curious about X, Y, and Z. And you just feel like, like do they even want to be answering my question right now? <laughs> I might be starting. Yeah. Like, yeah. I disturbing you because I want to learn more about, you know, getting my eyebrows done. <laughs> so I find that with your getting like that, something's like putting you off, maybe search a different practitioner. There are so many practitioners to choose from where if you're feeling, and there's a difference between being fearful and I'm fearful. So I'm making excuses and creating stories, or am I really not feeling connected to this person because of the energy they're putting off or how they're responding or not responding, really tap into that because you are putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. You know, you're showing up to a space for someone to hold space for you to pretty much unravel, unravel different parts of you. And if you don't feel super connected with them, and not like you have to be like best friends, but if you don't feel energetically safe with them beforehand, that's a red flag 
for sure. And I've been in situations where I pushed past that red flag. Yeah. And I'm like, I, the whole time I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to leave. Like we're not vibing. We're not connecting. So I would definitely, you know, look at their website, look at their social media, shoot them some messages and know this with any service, you have a right to get the answer to any of your questions before committing to it. Yeah. So if you have a hundred questions, especially about something this deep, ask them all. You have a right to know. So how does that person respond to those questions that you have? Can you give us some examples of some questions, some ideas for people that they can ask when they choose their practitioner? Yeah. So I think, I mean, a lot of times people ask like, how does this, you know, I don't feel comfortable in a group setting. I might want to do a one-on-one setting, like which option is better for me? Mm-hmm. And so while that's not really asking someone like, oh, is this the right practitioner for me? How is this person responding? So are they really giving you the rundown of the pros and the cons of both and the intention behind both? Are they asking you, have you done this type of work before? Well, what is it that you're coming in for? I'm curious, why don't you feel comfortable in a group setting? And when they start to understand, let's say this person's, well, I don't want to be with another male because I have trauma with men. And if it's a co-ed session, that's not for me. This person should be digging deep to try to understand you as a client so that you feel safe. It's all about safety in every single area, safety. So the questions that you're asking, do you feel like this, you can feel safe in this environment and safe with this person? I would also absolutely ask, you know, I mean, you don't have to because people don't ask me this, which is now surprised that they don't, but there are a lot of different breathwork practices out there. So a lot of times people ask me, I've done Wim Hof. What's the difference between Wim Hof and somatic? So if you have any type of breathwork experience before, maybe ask that person, who would you train with? Or What's the difference between these different styles so people really know what they're getting themselves into? Because there's a lot of self-proclaimed breathwork practitioners, and they're great. They're great. Everyone can be great. But I think it's really important for this practice to truly be equipped because you're dealing with trauma here. So you do want to be formally trained, in my opinion, by a reputable company. Okay. Yeah. Those are some really good questions that I think that is going to give our audience uh, quite a few uh, pointers. And I think we've covered so much in this, in this session. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like amazing things from really specific tools on how you can start with, with breathwork. Very easy, very simple. Even if maybe you are not ready or you don't want to go and do a session in a group or, or solo. So you have a lot of information right now to really discern and make your your own decision and really feel into it. Is this something you want to explore? Do you feel like in this point in your life, is it going to be beneficial to help you release any stored block emotion within your body? And only you are the one that can answer that. So make sure you tune in with yourself and you trust whatever answer comes because I don't know for you, Casey, but for me, like there, there are so many different healing modalities I have discovered through my journey. And I wasn't always ready to do one in particular at that time. And maybe I came back to it a few years 
after or a few months after. So maybe you hear about this and you're like, oh, I'm not ready yet, but trust if this is something that it is for you, that it's going to come back to you. It's going to come back into your awareness and you're just going to start hearing and seeing it everywhere until you're actually going to act on it. Yeah, and that's such a good point. I shared with you that when I did my first group session, I didn't deep breath work for a year after that. I like didn't really have a profound experience the first time. And I'm like, that was cool. You know, whatever, I'll try something else. And then a year later, something pinged me. Go back, try it again. And then I was ready for it. So yeah, there's so many healing modalities to explore and to play with. And I always suggest trying something like more than once, whatever it is, unless you have a horrible, unsafe experience. But if you're something like, whether it be like the cold plunge or breath work or, you know, the soul massage or something, it's like, always give it a second go because your first one can, you're getting used to the modality. You're trying to figure things out. So if your heart pings you to try it again, definitely recommend giving it a second shot. Great. And we are coming very close to one hour right now. And I can't believe it's a time just when we have this type of conversations. Uh, it was so amazing to, to catch up with you, Casey, and thank you so much for, for coming and for sharing your, your beautiful wisdom with all of us. And I want to ask you, what would be a word or a phrase that you would like to leave the audience with? That's such a good question. The thing that's really been on my heart a lot that I've been using a lot lately is breathe, heal, transform. Because really, our breath is our anchor. Whenever we feel triggered or anything, all we have to do is stop and take a breath, allow that to move through us, and then the transformation can come. So breathe, heal, transform. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in and for saying yes to this, for being part of this this movement. I really appreciate it. And thank you to each and every one of you for joining. We really appreciate your time and your presence and for investing in yourself because that's what you are doing when you tap into this type of information. You are investing in yourself and that means you care and you love yourself. And what I want to leave you with as always is to really tell you from the bottom of my heart that I love you, I appreciate you, and I believe in you. Thanks for tuning in to Spiritual Changemakers Podcast. To stay connected and help us reach more people like you, please subscribe, follow, and leave a comment. Join our community of Spiritual Changemakers on social media to connect with like-minded individuals and continue the conversation. Remember, the power to create positive change is within you. Keep showing up as your best self and let's keep the magic of change alive. Until next time.